Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fifth chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of the Gerasenet, and a crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. And they sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out onto, into the deep water and let you down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have, been, we have worked all night long and have not caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. And they had gone, when they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled the bo- both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be alarmed. From now on you will be catching people. When When they had brought their boats to the shore... They left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Y'all may be seen by your children up. Most of you know I like to fish. It's one of the things. Um, I remember the, I got my first fishing rod when I was six or seven. My uncle Tim gave it to me. I remember... We had a party at my dad's church in Philadelphia, and I remember him bringing that, and I had never seen a fishing rod in my life, and I was so excited because I finally get to go fishing with Uncle Tim and Uncle Andy, and uh, I love fishing. And ministry and babies have have made going fishing very difficult lately, Um, but nonetheless, I I still love to do it and try to go whenever I can, because I feel like a bad day on the boat or even on the bank is still a better day in the office no matter the profession. And I have had to- I have tons of fishing stories. I've had fishing experiences where I sat on a bank all day and caught absolutely nothing. I have sat, I have been on a boat fishing and we thought it was going to sink or at the very least catch on fire. Thankfully it did not. I have caught the smallest of fish. I've caught some pretty decent rock fish about this big. Although you all know this, um, when you tell a fishing story, they're always this much bigger than what they really I think the rockfish was about that big. Um, the best fishing experience I ever had, it was a couple years ago. Another pastor in Baltimore named George has owned a boat and invited me and a couple other pastors to go along with him one day fishing. And so I woke up early because for some reason fishermen like to go fish at 4 in the morning. I don't know why we do that, but we do. Some, uh, we head down to the water. I brought all my gear. We got on the bay, and it was a choppy day on the bay. But I didn't care because we're here to fish. And I threw out my line, 
and I caught two fish instantly. And so I, I do it again. I call another two fish, and I call another two fish, and I call another two fish. Meanwhile, my fellow fishermen were not so lucky. They weren't really catching anything, and one of them was throwing up over the side of the boat because it was so choppy. Pastor George took pity on the other two and decided it was time to move the boat. But I kind of got angry at George. I said, no, we're on fish. You don't leave when you're on fish. I was having some pretty spectacular fishing. So George owns a boat, so he, he won the conversation. And we, we move. And I threw my line out to much calmer waters. And again, two fish, two fish, two fish, two fish. Every single time I caught two fish. And I know what you're all thinking, that you know, this is a fishing story where the fish were this big. That it really happened. You can call up Pastor George Tuttle. He, I, he's in Baltimore now. I forget where he's at. But he will uh, affirm the story for you. And um, I was on fire. I never had that great of fishing in my life. All day long, I couldn't stop catching fish. And if Jesus would have walked on the boat and said, follow me, I probably would have said, in a minute, I'm still on the fish. <laughs> no, I, I probably would have said, wherever you go, I go. I was, it was that amazing of experience. And I don't claim to be a great fisherman, but I don't do it for a living. I, I just do it for fun. Peter is a fisherman by trade. And from all the stories that we hear in the Bible about him, he's a pretty, he's a pretty horrible fisherman. He doesn't catch a lot of fish. He's a much better preacher and disciple than fisherman, and Jesus sees that in him. Jesus sees these qualities in Peter, in James, and in John, before any of them realize it about themselves. Jesus sees something of value with them, that they have a role to play in this new reality that God is bringing forth. But what does Peter say to Jesus? Get off my boat. I mean, sort of. He, he sort of says it. He says, uh, I mean, that's what I would have said if some strange dude walked up to my boat and just stepped on after a really bad day of fishing. Uh, he says, after, after doing what Jesus tells him to do, pushing out and throwing out his nets, he says to Jesus, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And notice Jesus' response. What does he say? Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Jesus doesn't say something like, oh, my child, your sins are forgiven. He could have said that. Probably would have worked out well. But Jesus says something more deep, more impactful. Jesus says, come and follow me. God deals with sin on multiple levels. And, and us Lutherans, we, we don't always talk about that because we're all about justification and forgiveness. But God deals with sin on different levels in different ways. God does forgive sins. That is the chief way of dealing with sin. But sometimes God deals with human sin through means of such as a call. When Peter sees God's holiness, when, when he recognizes God's holiness... He tries to get away. He tries to run away from that holiness. But God replies by saying, follow me. Sin isn't just about guilt of something that you did. Sin also involves brokenness. It involves unrighteousness. It involves unholiness. Sometimes a sin is something that you do. Other times it's just a state of being. The best example of this for, us, for Lutherans is original sin. That sin that you're born with that has been passed down through the generations from our first parents of Adam and Eve that is forgiven through baptism. Original, that's that kind of state of being. That's what Peter is feeling. That's what Peter is in. He feels he is unworthy of God. He feels he shouldn't be in the same boat as God. He feels his whole life is a fair failure and he should be nowhere near this God. Peter doesn't have his life together and yet... 
God says to him, do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. So my brothers and sisters, do any of you have your life together? Any of you have ducks in a row? The problem with ducks is that they move all the time. It's hard to keep them to stay in a row, right? It's hard to keep things in your life straight, right? You got your family to worry about. You got a job to worry about. You got bills to worry about. You got kids to worry about. You got all kinds of things to worry about, which reveals your brokenness, your lack of righteousness, your lack of holiness. And you know what? God doesn't care. God stopped caring about that stuff a long time ago. God cares about you. God sees something in you. So how are we going to respond? Are we going to say, get away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinner? Or are we going to get off the boat? Do not be afraid, my brothers and sisters. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. Do not be afraid. You are of value to God. You're of value to us here. You are of worth. So go catch some fish. Some real fish.